0: Everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. Hi, I'm Peaches, and I'm Zar.
1: Zar, how you doing? We missed you last week. Oh, I'm I'm doing for sure. <laughs> I I'm tired. I'm very very tired. Oh, they all said life was gonna be easy peasy
0: lemon squeezy, but it turns out it's hard hard hardy hard. Yeah, and those lemons get squeezed in your eyes
1: my eyeballs
2: hey guys Peaches what do you want well I just needed to come in and interrupt you guys Just you remember two weeks ago when I said that Rockstar GTA a definitive edition the trilogy whatever they were, they're calling it wasn't going to be worth $60 or was not worth
0: $60 we make fun of Grand Theft Auto literally every week it's hard to keep you're <laughs> not wrong
2: Z- Zara might remember. Me and Zach had a, a discussion at, at a short length where I was saying that GTA, the definitive edition, the trilogy, should not be worth $60 because remasters are uh, require much less effort and are just repackaging an old game that you've likely already bought in the past, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to go over yeah, all the points. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Game T, No JP, yeah. part five. And so... Oh, that's why I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So... I just want to point you guys to our first article real quick. If we could all just resoundingly say that I I was right, just real quick.
0: Can we do an introduction first?
2: No. (laughs) I just, I need you guys to tell me that I was right right now, and then we can introduce. Here's why I'm not going to do that. Peaches, you were right. No,
0: no, I'm putting my foot down. I wasn't, I wasn't even here. I wasn't even here. What am I apologizing for? I wasn't here. You're not
2: apologizing. You're just telling me that
1: I was right. no. Don't you <laughs> listen to the episodes you're not in, JP? Come on now.
0: We make fun of Rockstar and Grand Theft Auto literally every week. How is this any different?
2: I, JP, I just need you to say it real quick. Peaches, you were right.
0: No. Because <laughs> if I do, you're never going to let it go. Probably
2: not, but... Peaches, you were right. Fuck yeah. All right, let's get into it. Ah, That's two of them.
0: Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Rockstar goofing up again zar gets to talk banjo Damn. mass effect is back in the news because it's always in the fucking <laughs> news on this podcast we're gonna do some quick takes and we got some game releases so all right you're already kind of on your fucking high horse
2: there peaches so why don't you just dive into what's going on in this first article all right so this first article is kind of a couple articles that i have bunched together um but the gta trilogy pc is pulled and datamine discovers that It contains missing music and holy grail of dev notes. So according to a data mine of the newly released collections game files, uh, the reason that Rockstar pulled the game is from the online store uh, is because data miners were able to pull the dev notes from the game files, which Rockstar is notoriously famous for trying to hide anything about the development of games from the consumer. PC players who purchased the trilogy were also left unable to play it for more than 15 hours since its release date due to the Rockstar launcher going down for maintenance. It's not clear if this is related to the discovered game files. According to one Twitter user who claims the uh, Datamine Trilogy's files contain all the music that was removed from San Andreas due to expired licenses, is actually still present and that the game simply chooses not to play it. So, that's pretty much it for the first article that, that's important. Uh, so... Music is a huge part of uh, GTA games because GTA has pretty good music. Not as good as San Row, but what can you do? Fair enough. Yeah, I don't understand. If they were going to repackage this game and sell for $60, just pay for the licenses to the music again. Yeah, You're selling the game for $60. Yeah. Just get the licenses again, you dickheads. Yeah. Fucking cutting it out entirely. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. In fact,
0: you're selling, you're literally selling this game more for more now than when it was first available. What was San Andreas when it first came out? Like 40 40 bucks? or 50,
2: I think is what we fact-checked two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right.
0: They're literally reselling that. I, I I know technically they're putting this into a trilogy, right? Let's be real with each other. People just want to play San Andreas. 110%. That's the only reason you get this collection. Like, if you want to run through the other GTAs, that's perfectly fine. But San Andreas, even to this day, is most people's favorite GTA. So most people are picking up this trilogy for that game. And if that's the case, you're literally selling it for more now than you were when it first came out. So, yeah, get the tracks back.
2: Exactly. And so and here's uh, the thing is like, I obviously contend that the game shouldn't have been $60 to begin with, but this game is getting horrible reviews from users. Very, very bad lols.
0: So you said you've kind of been combining a lot of articles here to kind of come up with what we're talking about today. So what else did you kind of include with this bunch of articles to, I guess, bash on this bullshit that they're doing with this
2: game? Uh, well, so it's it, the other combined article is just talking about how it got pulled from uh, PCs. So Rockstar has pulled the Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy Definitive Edition from sale on PC. This week, the PC version launched exclusively on the Rockstar's Game Watcher, which apparently is absolute bullshit, according to everyone that bought the game, which then su- uh, suffered significant issues that made the game unplayable. At the time of this article's publication, the PC version of Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy The Definitive Edition is unavailable to buy on Rockstar's website. Meanwhile, the Rockstar Launcher remains offline. That was during the 15 hours I was mentioned in the previous article. And last night, Rockstar tweeted to say services for Rockstar Game Launcher and supported titles are temporarily offline for maintenance. Adding service, services will return as soon as the maintenance is completed. So the game was literally unplayable on launch. Sounds familiar. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> like, do you guys want to guess the user scores on Metacritic for this game right now? Oof. I don't want to guess too I'm going to say a but. three. <laughs> all right, JP's guessing a three. I'm going to
1: say a three out of ten. All right, all right. I'll go with uh, 0.5. I think it's going to be like the lowest Jesus!
2: ever. Czar uh, is actually the closest. It's 0. 0.6. Yeah. No fucking way. People do not like this game. Like People hate the way they remastered it because apparently like according to some people the remaster was not actually done by like artists and developers it was just done by a program and they say that the remaster makes it look worse than it did originally on like playstation 2 and xbox consoles and so it's a lazy remaster it was unplayable on launch i think it even got removed from uh, playstation store uh, on launch day as well and i think has come back up since then
0: now, per one of the tweets that are in the first article, I actually do want to note that the devs know that this is bullshit too, right? Because in the code, there's literally someone from Twitter put in like this blip of the code where one of the programmers wrote, this shit doesn't work the way they wrote it below,
2: so we'll just place a blip at the beginning
0: of the mission. Someone literally wrote that in the code.
2: Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, there's there's some funny it's, stuff in those yeah. uh, those dev notes as well, like, Apparently, one of the islands, Prawn Island, was called Porn Island internally. And uh, the pizza place was actually just like a uh, called Pizza Hut. Oof! Oh, that was that was obvious. Yeah, you
1: can't get away with that one.
0: So we've been kind of on this weird path with remakes and remasters within the last decade, right? Because we've we've seen it happen with so many games that like us, you know, this group right here, like 25, you know, 25 to like 30-year-old people, we're getting a lot of the games that we used to play as kids remastered
1: so much. What did we learn from this experience? That you can sell anyone's childhood back to them for a ridiculous markup.
0: Oh, Nintendo proved that. Lol. And don't
2: pre-order games.
0: I was going more in the direction of you have to put in some work. I guess this. Like, yes, this game existed. And many of us are playing it for the nostalgia, but that is why it is more critical than ever to get the game right. They didn't even come
2: close to that. mark. Rockstar did not get the game right. Well, just imagine how cool this game could have looked like if you brought San Andreas and Vice City and GTA 3 up to like GTA 5 levels, right? Like, I don't think anybody was looking at like GTA San Andreas, Vice City and 3 and being like, I want my GTA game to, to keep this original style. I, I I don't want it to be brought Because the thing is, at the time, they were get, doing the most realistic graphics they could pull off. So why not remaster it with that same intention? Yeah, exactly. I absolutely agree. I mean...
1: I absolutely agree. At that rate, they are just selling you the exact same games back to you, you know?
0: All right. Well, that concludes our weekly session of just bitching about <laughs> Zar, you've got a much more interesting and
1: positive piece of news for us, though, don't you? I do. I have a nice little feel-good post for us. Um, this is coming to us from NME.com. Grant Kirkhope on Banjo-Kazooie rejigged. I look back and I go, how the bloody hell did that happen? <laughs> so this kind of goes on, and I don't know if all of you listeners out there know this, but if you don't know, now you know, and you should definitely go check out Banjo-Kazooie Rejiggied. So Grant Kirkhope is the original composer of Banjo-Kazooie and many other rare classics on the N64 such as Goldeneye and Donkey Kong 64. Um, yes, Hmm. this is the guy who wrote the infamous DK rap so he wrote the dk rap he wrote the dk rap wow (laughs) going on further in the article um i won't get too deep because it's kind of a long article and it really is just a feel-good piece but i just really wanted to emphasize how down to earth of a guy grant Kirkhope is and he says in the article that people constantly come up to him and say You wrote the music of my childhood. Thank you. Through his popularity of, you know, the most iconic game, in my opinion, that I will shout to the rafters as Banjo-Kazooie, he redid all of the music from the first game. And that released in October. It is beautiful sound to your ears. What's really cool about the album is he, like, started from the ground up. He said that there are so many people who have already done what he did with the same style banjo music, Um, so he wanted to do something different. Such notable classics as Freezy Peak is rather ska-oriented. Gobi Valley has uh, some really heavy guitar riffs and has a, just a gnarly metal sound to it every every track is just more beautiful than the next and so I just wanted to bring that up to you guys and say listen to this album and Grant Kirkhope you're a really cool guy so
0: a couple of follow-up questions for you Zart you're obviously a huge Rareware fan even bigger of a Banjo-Kazooie fan but what do you think his best work is Which game has just the most bangers by this man that you just
1: love? Hmm. I mean, I think I really would have to go with Banjo-Kazooie. It's it's just such a musically emphasized game that... I don't know if he took extra time and, like, really gave extra care to Banjo, or if Mm -hmm. it was just another Rareware project at the time, but... I don't know, the way he did that music, still to this day, brings a little childhood smile to my face.
0: I think my favorite
1: part of this article actually is
0: when he talks about, like, one of the more recent, like, really good moments for him listening to the music was uh, Banjo's introduction into Smash. Yeah. Where he said he was actually in New York at the time, uh, in the Nintendo store in New York, uh, watching the reveal with all of the fans, right? And when they saw that it was Banjo getting in, they went ballistic. He was like, those moments only happen once in a lifetime. Sometimes when I'm down, I'll go and watch those videos. It's I don't know, like this man hasn't been in the game for a while, right? But he still takes so much pride in the work that he did for us as a kid. And I know that the three of us are probably super biased, but video game music really did just used to hit different back in the day,
1: right? It really did. It really did. He has been out of the game for a while, but he also worked on music for ukulele. Oh, That's okay. Phenomenal. Um, and Mario and Rabbids uh Kingdom Battle. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I mean he's he's making music kind of around the board just I don't think anything will ever be quite as iconic as like his early stuff. But if this new rejigged album is a testament to what Kirkhope can do. I mean, I can't wait to see what games he composes next. Right on. All right, I think we're ready to move on to the last article. Yeah. Let's see.
0: What do we have? Uh, Mass Effect. Okay, so I can yeah, take yeah, this one. Okay, right? go ahead. Oh, really? I can have it? Okay. Um. So yeah, go ahead, JP. Mass Effect. Uh, okay. Um. I didn't think <laughs> it'd be this easy.
1: <laughs> I didn't think I'd get this far.
2: Mass Effect is Video Game. You, you know what? He's got that right on the money. I, I don't think there's anything else. <laughs> Roll credits. Hey GP, I, I got some Mike and Ikes right here. Do you want these? You did a great job. Yeah. I just want the yeah. Ikes. Oh, just the Ikes? I'm not a Mike fan. Okay. I'll take the mics if you want the Ikes. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's fine.
0: All right. All right, smart guy you got me i don't want to take this stupid article just
2: fucking i don't want it just right. take it Go so on. to be honest with you i hate I, you. I only found an article for this so i could put it in the script because honestly the article is just talking about the tweet that uh, bioware released on n7 day which i'm really upset i didn't catch this tweet while we were recording because i would have absolutely thrown this into the script last i was gonna say you you but, even said on the pod last
1: week that there was no n7 day
2: no, I said there was in seven day, but uh, that it wasn't being uh, that there was no in seven day sale. Ah, right, right. Okay. What you trying to catch me? slipping are you're not gonna. Little bet, Little bet. I mean, <laughs> you going to you... catch me? Slipping. <laughs> Zach fact checked your ass last week. So fact check me. He just got to fact check the thing before I did. All right. <laughs> and also he was. T- that sounds like semantics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, can I please talk about Mass Effect? Yeah, yeah, I'll stop interrupting you. Fine. All right, so... <laughs> Please!
1: <laughs>
0: Guys, I need this. <laughs> Just be cool! <laughs> All
2: right, so Mass Effect released a teaser for Mass Effect 4 on N7 Day on their Twitter page. And the image is... Uh, I wouldn't say cryptic, but it does not give you a ton of details. But what I can tell you about this image is that there is a crater that is shaped like the head of a uh, geth unit. There is a dead Geth on the ground. There is a spaceship that we have not seen the type of before uh, though looking at it you can assume that it is a, of the alliance making. So there is a human spaceship. There is a Krogan crewmate. Three other crewmates approaching the dead Geth in the giant crater that is shaped like a Geth. So all we can really speculate from this is that Mass Effect 4 plot will likely have emphasis on the Geth similar to what something like Mass Effect 1 story was like. I think that as far as the series goes, that's a good way to do it because Mass Effect 1's story, I would say, is probably the best story um, of the series. Well, obviously, Mass Effect 2 has a great story and just overall better gameplay It's the best overall. But Mass Effect 1's story was incredible and highly detailed. And so I actually am very excited to see where Mass Effect 4 goes from this. Um, And I'm glad that the geth are coming back Because as you all know, JP especially Is that the geth were notably missing From Mass Effect Andromeda
0: Yes, that is information that I did
1: indeed (laughs) (laughs) JP stays in the loop
0: I know things I run a podcast about (laughs) video
2: games (laughs) Um, One thing that I, I I find annoying Is that like I keep seeing articles like four things you missed from the Mass Effect's in seven day teaser poster, and it's the four most obvious things about the poster. Who posts that shit? Is it IGN? Let me see. There's Screen Rant, there's Daily Advent, and there's ClutchPoints.com. Like all of them did that, that like same headline.
0: Okay, so we can't give flack to (laughs) IGN this (laughs) week. Not
2: this week, but we'll get them next time. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's like the the four things that you quote-unquote missed are, again, the four most obvious things. The crater is shaped like a geth. There's a dead geth on the ground. The ship we've never seen before, but it looks like it's of alliance making because of the emblem on the side there next to the lettering. And one of the crewmates approaching the giant crater is a Krogan.
1: Oh, so you would miss these things by not looking at the poster. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Screen Rant. (laughs) Hey, they're looking out for us.
0: All right, so as someone who has not played Mass Effect yet, I have several questions for you guys. So first of all, we knew that they were working on the next Mass Effect already, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was a trailer that was released at the Game Awards like two or three years ago that teased Mass Effect 4. Yeah, there was a teaser of
1: a piece of N7 armor. It was just... Theorized that it
2: would continue the story.
0: All right, now indulge me a little bit further. What is N7 day? Uh, N7 day
2: November is November 7th. And N7 is just the uh, insignia that is on Commander Shepard's armor because it uh, signifies that he is a N7... Marine in the Alliance military, which N7 is the only way you can achieve an N7 ranking in the Alliance military is by surviving a suicide mission,
1: or you can do
2: 180 pull-ups. No, that's not a way. (laughs) Do you
0: ever ask a question and then you just have more questions rather than any
2: answers? Yeah, go ahead, JP. If you have questions about Mass Effect, please. I could. I got. I got nothing but time. (laughs) <laughs> Pull out the codex. Peaches is literally drooling right now. <laughs> Do you oh, want to hear about my theories?
1: I haven't been this excited in years. I've been waiting <laughs> no. years to tell
2: anybody about my theories. Just please listen.
1: <laughs> oh god. You're like that stripper in South Park just walking around, Mass Effect! <laughs> Mass <laughs> Effect. Anybody want to talk about Mass Effect? Mass
0: Effect. No, honestly, I don't have more questions because I don't even know what to ask. Dude, Um, You gotta play it, though. Since I have a little bit more time, which, you know, give it three weeks, and then I've got about a month off before my final semester of grad school begins, I was thinking of making my goal to finally get into Mass Effect, which probably will happen. I guess Peaches and Czar. what other speculation has been made by the rest of the Mass Effect community? Not from Screen Rant that's like, four easily identical things that's missed from the poster <laughs>
2: <laughs> not them but like real fans real people what have they been saying about this so from the poster you look at this Kro- you're looking at the krogan from the top down and like the three crewmates and there's been some inferences that the krogan could be rex because he's wearing that like iconic like red armor that you see him wear in uh, mass effect one specifically Um, until you change it to the hot pink armor that you, the, if the Phoenix armor, uh, as many may know know from Mass Effect one, but his iconic red armor that he wore in Mass Effect one. And I think it pops up in Mass Effect three as well. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's, that's one thing. And there are people also speculating that you can kind of tell that one of the crewmates is an Asari and people are saying that that could mean that it's Liara. Interesting and there is one idiot that was speculating that the dead geth on the ground was legion which is not possible so <laughs> it's not canon there there's no there's no world where the dead geth on the ground in this poster could ever be legion nope nope i actually know that
1: <laughs> i get that reference <laughs> hey i know mass
2: effect now so those are those are the main things it's really
0: hard for me zar i it's really hard for me to trust you on Mass Effect info, Zar. I hope you understand. Ever since Travis was on
2: for that Mass Effect trivia, I gotta get my credibility back somehow. I mean, Zar did put in like 200 hours into the Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition, so. Did. I did. I mined all the planets. <laughs> Every
1: planet is depleted.
0: I think, one, Zar plays a lot of games, so the information just wasn't super fresh, you know? And two, I don't think ZAR performs good under
1: pressure. That's true. That's true. I had no idea what was going on, and I was (laughs) very, very scared.
0: (laughs) I'm scared. I'm hungry. I need a nap. Where's my (laughs) (laughs) blanket? I literally know nothing about Mass Effect, and if I do play it, I want it to be with a fresh mindset. And that's absolutely how you should go into it. The only thing, the literal only thing I know about Mass Effect... Is most of your goal is to fuck everything that you can. That's all you need. That's all all you need to know, baby.
1: Yes, you are correct. You're chasing space tail.
0: Oh god, I can't wait. And dancing in the clubs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's move on to some quick takes. Uh, I will take this first one.
2: All right, you fucking weeb.
0: For the first (laughs) Weebs all right crunchyroll premium is coming to xbox game pass ultimate perks i don't know how i necessarily feel about this i think that's pretty cool um i've never personally used crunchyroll i'm a moderate anime fan but like surface level anime fan you know like i like Fullmetal alchemist i like my hero academia i like attack on titan dragon ball z those kinds of animes right and most of those i can get through like hulu or this that or the other thing but For my hardcore weebs out there, look at that. You get Crunchyroll now.
1: (laughs) Dude, anyone I know who watches anime is always like, do you get on Crunchyroll? No, I just use Hulu and Netflix. Why aren't you on Crunchyroll? Because I don't want to pay for another fucking service. Right? I'm already streaming umpteenth services.
0: But the good news is, if you are one of those individuals who have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, now you get Crunchyroll. So... Now you can stop fucking bitching. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is actually really cool. I do, too. I I mean, more free stuff that's added, more perks that are added with something you already pay for is very cool. It's always a plus, right? And to be fair, I'm sure Crunchyroll offers, like, even if it's just, like, better dubs and subs and, like, things like that, it's like, the- better, like even like menu systems for anime based on what you like, there's value in that right? It's that Hulu and place. Netflix aren't going to provide.
1: Yeah, it's the first place that uh, the dubs go to, so before Hulu yeah, and everything so else gets them, that's where you watch it if, if you don't speak Japanese.
0: You guys don't speak Japanese? I was, I was just about to say, JP, you, you watch no okay. Dub or
2: subbed. What I do is I set it to Japanese, I turn off subtitles, and I just try to guess what's going on. <laughs> That's hard to do.
0: (laughs) One Punch Man must have been very confusing for
2: you. I really like the (laughs) anime about the spiky haired yellow boy and his white haired dad chasing after uh, the emo black haired boy.
1: What one was that?
0: Is it
2: Bleach? Oh, it's Naruto.
0: Oh, you got me with dad. I was like, Naruto's dad's (laughs) dead.
1: Well, this is a video game podcast. No wonder we didn't get that.
0: I mean, come on naruto fucking that swing that naruto sat on was more featured than his father ever was okay so
2: <laughs> actually not in shippuden Can we move on we <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> let's let's, yeah, move let's, on. let's get to the next thing
0: <laughs> before people try and kill us why are people always trying to kill us <laughs> won't somebody think about the poor podcasters <laughs> Alright, who wants to take up Riot's new game?
2: Uh, since Zar is the biggest League of Legends fan here. I am. He is? I'll go ahead and take it.
1: I love League of Legends.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> so, League of Legends is making a new game called Hextech Mayhem. It's produced by Riot and it's developed by Totally Choice. I gotta say, this game looks like a mobile game. But the most noteworthy thing about this game is actually, Zar, will you uh, click on this tweet and tell us what. Hextech Mayhem is going to be available for like what systems is coming out on alright alright let me let me pull this up here
1: it is coming to the Nintendo
2: Switch and PC will, and coming soon to Netflix fucking Netflix
1: Netflix gaming you
2: gotta be kidding you me. When we talked about that months ago is that Netflix is trying to get into the games Here they are. Yes, I do remember that. It's all coming back. Interesting.
0: And it all comes full circle. (laughs) That is very,
1: very interesting. Wow. Okay. Do I have to think of a new sound effect for Netflix gaming now? Yeah.
0: Oh, honey, you also have to make
1: one for Amazon Luna. Damn it. (laughs) That one's just going to be my cat because her name is Luna. (laughs) I'm so fine with that.
0: <laughs> we talked about this. We talked about Netflix, like, considering taking on games in its service, but I thought they were just blowing smoke out their ass. I didn't know how serious they were about this. So I, I'm i still skeptical, to be honest with you, but I'm excited to see how this works out.
2: Hell yeah. I can take this next thing because it's not really an article, more of a, uh, like, just blog post on InnerSloth's website. Um, but among us is trying to keep the game fresh. And I think if they're doing a pretty good job of it. So among us is now adding new roles to crewmates and a new imposter role to kind of add some more depth to the game. Um, they are adding for crewmate roles. They're adding scientists who can check vitals at any time you, your vitals thing has a battery life and you complete tasks to fill the battery. Um, Oh, so you can just run up to some stranger and poke them
1: and know that they're the imposter? No. Oh. You still gotta gotta deduce it.
2: Oh. Alright, and then they added the engineer role, which is a crewmate who can use vents, which I imagine is going to go over horribly in meetings. Oh, that's gonna fuck with so (laughs) many people. They added the guardian angel, so the first person who dies can cast a protection shield around other crewmates. And then the imposter role, huh. which I think this is going to be huge for adding like additional depth to the game, is the shapeshifter, where you can disguise yourself by morphing into any other crewmate. Ooh! Wow! That's pretty cool. I, I think that this is going to do a lot for like keeping the game fresh and not just having it be one of those things that like gets like this. This adds a lot of depth. It does
0: actually. To be honest, I mean like. I
2: don't want to necessarily say that Among Us was like
0: Flavor of the Month, because obviously, like, especially considering like video games in the pandemic, like Among Us was huge for quite yeah, it lasted time, a but
2: long time for being Flavor of the
0: Month. It it exactly. Quite a few game awards. Hmm. Precisely. And you know what? Of all the res- at last year's game awards, my favorite was when the Inner Sloth team received this award, because Like, you you could tell how fucking happy they were to, like, genuinely be there, I guess. Like, you know, The Last of Us 2, as much as I liked the game, you could tell that the guy receiving the awards was just like, Oh, another award, eh? Oh, my beer. Just as I
1: expected. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, excellent.
0: Yeah, precisely. But these guys, the three dev members that developed among us, were crying and fucking so happy to be there. Even if they didn't win an award they would have been ecstatic to be there. So I'm glad this game is receiving more. I'm glad that it's doing something. And I'm going to be completely honest. I missed the boat with Among Us. And I feel like this is almost giving me another chance to try it.
2: Well, um, also kind of uh, attached to this is that Among Us is adding cosmetics that you can buy. You can get the new Arcane skins, the Netflix show Arcane. They're adding Arcane skins to Among Us.
1: Skins equal wins. Skins does equal wins. Wake me
2: when they have a banjo skin. What they put in this, like, little blog post is that... Here, let me me read the exact quote. A new way to get uh, exclusive cosmetics and show off your gear. Space bean drip, as they say. Ha.
0: Space bean drip?
2: Yeah. These space beans are dripped out of their minds. Ooh. Drippy beans.
0: (laughs) Respect (laughs) the drip, Karen. (laughs) ha, (laughs) ha, ha. That's really cool. I'm happy about this. Good for them. Good for them.
2: I'm happy they've had so much success with this game. All right. Now we can move on to the next thing because that was quite a bit of a bungus.
0: All right. I'll take this one. Battlefield 2042 is a buggy mess at launch. Battlefield 2042 is technically available for players who own the golden ultimate editions of the game, but maybe it shouldn't be as the state of the game at launch is a buggy nightmare. Publisher EA and developer DICE promise the next generation of first-person shooters, but Battlefield 2042 feels like a step back for the series when it comes to technical polish.
1: Huh! This sounds familiar.
2: Yeah, I know, right? I'm not surprised. Are you guys? I mean, you guys remember when we were talking about this game at E3, you guys were all like, this looks like a good way for first-person shooters to get back on track and have something that competes with Call of Duty. I mean... Well, just because the
0: bar here is low doesn't mean that Call of Duties is lower. Like, I've heard nothing but shit
1: about Vanguard's release, too. Vanguard hasn't even released yet, has it? It's out. Yeah, yeah, I think Vanguard is out.
0: It's out. People have been playing it, and uh, people are not impressed.
1: Man, I totally...
2: I did not even know that it released.
0: It did. When was the last time
1: a game released and it wasn't a buggy mess? Feel like it's been well, a while. Well, that's
0: part of the thing is like, I, I'm i not taking back what I said that I think Battlefield 2042 is putting first person shooters back on the right track, right? I, I'm just not surprised that like they bit off more than they could chew and I don't know, tried to get this game out at an unreasonable time and the consequences of doing so were having a buggy mess on your hands.
2: Well, the thing is, and like this is a huge thing for me, is Battlefield 2042 doesn't even have a campaign. It's just multiplayer. That I did not know. It's There's no campaign? No, I, I, I just Googled it to make sure I was right. And yeah, according to hitc.com, Battlefield 2042 does not have a campaign. It was confirmed back in June that the game does not have a single player story mode for fans to enjoy.
0: Interesting.
2: Huh. How about that? I, I've, I give them less slack because the game doesn't have a campaign and it's just multiplayer. I understand all of the things like multiplayer is a huge endeavor but how I don't know like how long has this game been in development for that they couldn't iron it out like you've done multiplayer games before
0: this article goes on it's from Screen Rant by the way but it's not like Battlefield 2042 isn't fun like people aren't saying that the game's not good they're just saying that like The moments where it is good are being overshadowed by like the bugs and the trouble that they're having getting into the actual game. But when they do, they're having a good time. So, what it really comes down to is just they need to fix the fucking bugs, which will probably take about a month or two to like really iron out. And then, you want to play a fun
2: game again? Uh oh. Guess the user score on Metacritic for Battlefield 2042
1: 0.5. Well, I fucked (laughs) another (laughs)
0: 0.5. I fucked this up royally the last time we did this. I'm going to say
2: a 1.2. All right, GP wins this round, so it's a 2.6. Oh. Well, it's better than we thought. I mean, that's that's it's real be- shit. Yeah, it's doing
1: better than GTA though. Hey. Yeah, but
0: we know how this We know how this game goes though. You know, if there's any problem whatsoever that makes it that this game is not up to like 100% satisfaction of the player, they give it a zero.
2: I mean like cyberpunk 2077 had a shitload of uh, bugs but it's at a 7.1 user score that's fair I don't know yeah I mean it's just people essentially have now paid 60 to 80 dollars for a game that is currently like it playing like it's still in beta You, you was right but czar we can move on to the next thing czar you want to take this one uh, yeah, this one is a rumor
1: coming from Twitter, and it is Evil Boris's status. Uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer may drop on November 15th, according to rumors in a data mine.
0: We're not releasing this episode till Wednesday, but as of recording, that's tomorrow.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, that is tomorrow, isn't it?
0: Huh. Yes. So... It's obviously just a
1: rumor. Czar, what do you think the actual likeliness of this being true is? Uh, I give it about a 50%. Who knows what 343 3 is doing at this time. I mean, I, I feel like they really could shadow drop it.
2: It'd be interesting. And that's all I have to say. And that's Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. and, my, and like the thing is, guys, the Halo Infinite multiplayer is free. Yeah,
0: that's, that's true. That's nice. So. We could literally, there's a possibility we could all be on this tomorrow night.
2: Oh, guys, I gotta tell you the funniest article that I, I did not put in the script this week. I just wanted to tell you, uh, this was an actual headline, I don't remember from where, um, but it was like, Halo Infinite Battle Pass will not include dances. Oh. suck at fortnite (laughs) players
1: but wait why can master chief dance in fortnite but not his own game
2: (laughs) okay oh my god there's a couple articles okay so game ramp put halo infinite battle pass won't include master chief flossing uh pc gamer halo infinite's battle pass won't have dance moves for spartans wow
1: apparently this was a big deal
2: yeah let's keep it that way um
1: (laughs) wait (laughs) let's keep it a big deal (laughs) No! Oh, (laughs) okay. JP's apparently outraged about this. (laughs) No.
0: Listen, (laughs) Master Chief is supposed to be this stoic, badass motherfucker who breaks the rules to do what's fucking right. Would I be able to look at this man the same way if he was flossing in his own game? It's one thing to see him flossing in Fortnite. But in an actual Halo game, I'd probably return it.
2: Hey GP, you wanna check Discord real quick?
0: Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> why would Why would you post Master Chief? He's like dancing?
2: K-pop dancing. I don't know if that's <laughs> worse. Oh it's, it's
1: called the Oh, you gotta post that to the Twitter. I will. <laughs>
0: All right, so there's a chance we might be playing Halo
2: Infinite Multiplayer tomorrow. Moving on. That is November right. 15th. Yep, so, and um, I'll take this next one. Arcane is the number one show on Netflix uh, in 38 countries. And for those of you that don't know why we're talking about a Netflix show, uh, Arcane is the League of Legends uh, television show adaptation um, that recently premiered on Netflix. I want to say a week ago. And I think this is huge for video games transitioning, like, you know, into more pop culture. I I have told a few people, I think Arcane, even if you don't play League of Legends, is still a narratively good show to watch. And, like, the animation quality is really good. Um, I, I would recommend Arcane, even to people who don't play League of Legends.
1: Netflix has really been on a roll with those... Animated video game based shows. I love Castlevania. Castlevania is huge.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really good show. So, I mean, Netflix can do it. They sure can. That is really interesting. I'm going to have to check this show out. It's I don't know. I think that's really
0: cool. The only thing jading my opinion is like and I've never played League of Legends, but I know how people either fucking love the game or they fucking hate it or they fucking hate it and they play it every day. (laughs) I mean it's cool and all But it's not as good as the Sonic
2: movie I mean that's fine But it's not going to be like any like Garfield movie The Garfield
0: movie You
2: guys saw that Chris Pratt is confirmed as Garfield?
0: Yes (laughs) I saw
1: saw a meme of Mario and Garfield Doing a fusion ha Oh dear god Mario had a very concerned look on his face
0: I don't want to even think about what that looks like. Can we move on?
1: <laughs> we got one more piece of good news. Um, Zar, why don't you take it? Uh, Steam Deck's delayed from the verge. It is delayed Yay! for two months. It's, uh, I guess, February 2022 is supposedly when it's launching.
0: So they've basically just come right out and said, hey, this is due to just the supply chain issues that are still going around the world, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can't manufacture what we need to manufacture to get this thing out. It's hard to be mad at them. It's hard to be mad with them or disappointed in them because this is something that's affecting literally everybody. Right. Whether you want. A Switch or a PS5 or fuck game consoles not even game consoles like if you just want normal technology some shit's hard to come by right now used ha- cars are hard to come by yeah it's right
2: like these supply, cha- these supply chain issues are affecting like literally every aspect of like you know uh, American consumerism right now and as as we saw last year if you deny Americans their $5 jalapeno poppers they're gonna lose their shit <laughs>
0: wait where are the jalapeno (laughs) coppers?
2: and they better still be available it
0: it, it is what can i say it is what it is it's still almost impossible to find a playstation 5 or xbox series x what made anybody think getting their hands on the steam deck was going to
2: be easy well it's not even necessarily getting your hands on it it's like this is like literally it's being delayed because they just yeah they didn't have the parts because of supply chain issues
0: Right, and that's the same with every other manufacturer for everything that's been in gaming right now. So if any I guess the point I'm making is like if anybody is genuinely surprised at this and getting ready to, you know, tweet how pissed off they fucking are, why don't you shut the fuck up? Yeah, how about up? you just chill you. and you're still
2: going to get your treats, all right? It's fine. It'll get there. Just be patient.
0: It's not like the jalapeño <laughs> yeah, poppers. Are you, done. you
2: still got
1: your jalapeño poppers.
2: poppers.
1: Now that would be a tragedy That's <laughs> not that though So we're fine They can't take my jalapeno poppers Yeah precisely I need that <laughs> <laughs> For things And
0: and you know what I'm even gonna say it I think even February is being very
1: generous Yeah it's, that's kinda optimistic
2: Yeah I totally agree I think it's uh, there's a good chance That they get some of these out for February But like the higher end models I wouldn't be surprised if they got delayed longer Hmm yeah yeah. Hmm, yes, yes indeed. Yes, mm, quite. Indeed, indeed.
0: Quite. Yes, quite. Quite. Yes. Fancy one. Sorry, worlds. would you like to take the game releases? I can take the game releases.
1: All right. On November 17th, we have Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier coming to the iOS and Android. Then on the same day, we have Tamarian for the Xbox Series and the Xbox 1. Ooh, little exclusive maybe.
0: To Be honest, I don't know anything about it.
1: On November 18th, we have Blood Rain 2 revamped for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. And on the same day, we also have Blood Rain 1. I'm assuming revamped or the same. Yeah, consoles. so one and two, one and two are okay, both coming out. Yeah. Is that going to be? Uh, I hope it's a collection and they're not sold individually because that'd be really cheap. That's probably what they're doing. Anyway, continuing on November 18th, we have Epic Chef for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. XO1 for the Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Undungeon for the Xbox Series, uh, the One, and PC. Then on November 19th, we have Battlefield 2042. Or the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One,
2: and PC. If you guys are wondering how uh, we were talking about the Battlefield release and it's releasing on November 19th, uh, pre-orders got access to it early.
0: Yeah, I knew it was yeah, early yeah. access. Just wanted to make
1: sure. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. We, we're not time wizards. Although that'd be really cool. That'd <laughs> be cool, though. That would be yeah. really cool. Oh, you cool. mean like the
2: Yu-Gi-Oh card. Exactly. And it
1: shooted the Shadow Realm.
0: I still haven't gotten out from the last time you banished
1: me. Well, now you're in the double shadow realm. Have fun getting out of that one. Fuck! Nerf Legends for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Pokemon Shining Pearl and uh, I'm assuming Brilliant, Brilliant
2: Diamond. Yes, That's yes,
1: both of them. <laughs> nope, they're delaying that one yeah. uh, for the Switch. <laughs> On November 22nd, we have Farming Simulator 22. Only the best game of the year material that we've seen. Precisely. And that's coming to the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and the Google Stadia. (laughs) On November 23rd, our last game is Death's Door for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Switch. Whew. All
0: right, so Peaches, I think you made a mistake under hype up one upcoming game. It clearly says Nerf Legends. Uh, yeah, it I did make a mistake. Say farm I, I, I made a
2: mistake because fucking Google Docs ruined my word art. It was bolded, italicized, highlighted. It was going in a circle, and <laughs> I couldn't read it. it. Yeah, no, it was it was illegible with all the word art uh, modifications I made to it. And Google Docs ruined it. <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. Yeah, seriously. You
1: ruined
0: it. All right, well, I was going to talk about Pokemon Pearl, but clearly you think this is more important. So go ahead, Peaches. Talk-
2: take us through Nerf Legends. All right, so Nerf Legends, as you all know, is a uh, very popular uh, game that has been getting a lot of anticipation from a lot of different people. Uh, basically, this game is a, it's a first-person shooter. Kind of plays a lot like... Uh, like, it has like Overwatch vibes to it, uh, you, you know. Like you get shot at, you can pull out like a little hollow shield, and I bet JP didn't expect me to be able to talk about it. Um, <laughs> and like you have all your, uh, you have your like classic Nerf guns, but instead of shooting Nerf bullets, they shoot lasers. Ooh, that's cool, I guess. And yeah, so Nerf it Legends, <laughs> Nerf Legends is going to revitalize the FPS genre. Don't at me.
0: Are you, are you sure about that?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> but you oh, sounded so funny. sure.
0: All also, right. check out, check out Pokemon Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl. Or I got that mixed up. Check out Pokemon Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. <laughs> For we believe in fourth gen supremacy. Why should we buy it? Because it's a video game.
2: So. So who's your guys' starter going to be?
0: Video
1: game.
2: Video game. Video game.
0: Um, actually, that's a good question. The very first time I played Pokemon Pearl on the Nintendo DS, I chose Piplup. This time around, I'm probably going to choose Chimchar.
1: Hmm.
0: Why? Because Monkey. Okay. Me, Monkey.
1: Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm certainly not going to choose Turtwig.
0: Turtwig is cute as shit. Yeah. Look.
1: But I don't want a land turtle as as one of my team or like a Czar, world turtle. Sorry,
2: hear me out. Reject modernity. Return to monkey. Oh, monkey. monkey.
1: But penguins.
0: I like that's piplums. exactly why I chose Peplop in the first 2006. Empoleon
1: is a king. It's in the name or emperor. That's true.
0: And I think that's about it, boys. Um, it is time to wrap this up. Any final thoughts?
1: Video games.
2: Yeah, real qu- real quick. Video what do you guys games. think about a we do a game tea back for blood session, like where all of us get back for blood, and then we do a big joint review on it once we beat it.
0: What money? I fucking love that idea. We could. I haven't joined um, Game Pass yet, so I could use my like one dollar for a month play back for blood and see how I feel about Game Pass, because I might just have to start biting the bullet and paying for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm down. All right,
0: Let's so go.
2: Uh, that's something that listeners can look forward to in the future. In the meantime, you guys want to get out of here? Fuck yes, I really have to use the restroom. Outro guy. <laughs> Outro
0: guy. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. And later. Yay. Yeah whore oh man <laughs> if you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game t fixed, check us out on patreon with bronze silver and gold tiers starting at two dollars a month there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show such as a follow from us on twitter access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Podcast.